Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. Cool dude. Great dude. Awesome. You can be mean. You shit. (laughs) Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show, the call-in show, where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Oh no. Are you tonight, Blonde? Yes. Oh no, indeed. I'm good, how are Uh, you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I am ready to get right into it. Hear what the callers have to say. I don't really have any top of the show announcements or anything fancy to talk about. So we can hop right into it. Okay. Um, let's see here. I think first up, I, I believe I accidentally skipped snap count in a previous week, which is my mistake. And I did not intend for that to happen. Is snap count still in the waiting room? Ah, oh, I don't see snap count. Um, snap count will, uh, have to get another, another shot another time. But I also see Mark is in the waiting room and Mark is a patron. Uh, and if you didn't know, patrons are always going to get priority around here. Uh, Mark, you're up. Um, your mic, your uh, mic is muted if, uh, if you can hear me. So go ahead and chime in whenever you like, Mark. Let's see. And next up, um, beggar. Can you hear me? Hey, Mark, hey. how are you? Hey, hold on. This is something. I'm just going to figure this out real quick. Sure. Do you want us to uh, move on or? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to pull someone in and then um, chime in whenever you're ready. Okay, Mark? Next up is um, is Beggar Hero, if you're still in the waiting room. The Beggar Hero. Uh, Beggar Hero, you're in. If you can unmute your mic. And next up is Spartacus as well. Beggar Hero, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Awesome. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I guess just interested on your political vet video that I saw. Interesting. Which one was that? Um, the recent one today that you did. Oh, the PolitiFacts ah. one. Oh, PolitiFacts, yeah. Yeah. We were accidentally calling it Politico today, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, I thought he said political, and I, I was just saying too. Um, when I was making that video, I called it politico by accident several times. I had to go back and fix it. Um, (laughs) but uh, what what uh, what sparked your interest about it? Well, I guess you know, like I think, like with all debates with Hillary, it sort of became apparent like she couldn't make an argument against Trump. Like, oh, political fact that stuff or something. Yeah. Well, the politifact just bothers me. I mean, you could be strict if you want. You can be um, you can be loose if you want, but you just got to be consistent. And it doesn't seem to me that they're applying the same rules consistently to each candidate. And that's what bothers me about politifact. But that's true of most media outlets. The only difference is politifact tries to give you this impression that they are the uh, they're the sole house of objective fact, and they're not. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about Snopes. That it's Snopes is bullshit, which oh, surprised yeah. me. It has a left-leaning bias. I actually did not know that until relatively recently. I used it pretty frequently. 
I haven't gone to Snopes too much, so I wouldn't be able to sit to, to say much to it. But well, I would um, say I would say just with anyone who's not politically aware enough or something, this election, whenever she mentions that entire fact, like fact checking, fact political fact, well, yeah. Hillary will tell you to go to her website. That's what I love. Don't even bother with politifact. Just go straight to HillaryClinton.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And All right. I guess. Do you have a question about critical race theory or something? Because I just got bombarded with that when I made my trip up to Harvard. <laughs> Wait, uh, about what? Sorry, I missed. Uh, I missed. Like critical race theory or something. Something. I'm not. New I'm not that... familiar with that. Well, this is like, as I hear from the Harvard kids, was just basically telling, like, looking through race through lenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to this one student and she tried to tell me that it's the greatest theory ever just looking through like how things cannot be racist now, but then some years later it can become racist. The greatest theory ever. That's very Trumpian. <laughs> the greatest, the best, tremendous, terrific. Tremendous. Sounds like a fantastic theory. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I I went on that theory and I just disproved it within one thing and she didn't have any response after that. <laughs> so this was uh, like some presentation at Harvard or what was the deal? Uh, it was just it was just sort of family get friendly get together with my sister's friends. So hmm. had a couple beers or so, then she pulled out the critical race theory or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beers and, and social justice debate probably don't go too well together for a lot of people. I think myself included. <laughs> well, Anyhow. and also a Cubs game. Ah, with Cubs fans or uh, Cubs haters? Cubs fans. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the World Series is going on. Well, the, I mean, the game two is going on probably right now, right? I'm, I should be paying attention, but I assume that's going on. I haven't checked the score. Anyway. Yeah, well. Anything else on your mind, man? Uh, well, I guess you have any, I don't know, do you have anything about foreign policies right now that, I don't know, something crazy is on the horizon or something? Like predictions? Yeah, predictions or something, because I'm just sort of interested with the whole European, how I think they're probably going to go nationalism craziness. Um, go ahead, Skag. I was going to say nationalism is blonde territory. That's not my oh. real house. European nationalism you can't, you is definitely can't punt brewing. That one. I, mean, I think Marine Le Pen may get into office and then there's going to be a huge, you know, there is already a huge anti-Merkel backlash. And I was watching something on Paul Joseph Watson's channel the other day, um, actually yesterday, uh, with the Swedish guy, angry foreigner who I was unfamiliar with, but he said that the media is changing in Sweden and they're starting to accurately reflect, um, you know, the migrant rape after, especially after last week when a woman in a wheelchair was like gang raped by a bunch of <laughs> Muslim migrants. I think the media is like actually picking up these stories so we can see the tides are turning. And I think that nationalism is an undercurrent that, um, it's, it's unstoppable. This is an unstoppable force. And I think that that is going to be what we see predominantly uh, in the threat of foreign policy in the next decade. And I think if we just hug other cultures enough, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. 
Agreed. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you go, Beggar Hero, but thank you for calling in, and um, I'm sure we'll talk again sometime soon. Thanks again. Thank you. Have, have a great Hi. night. Can you guys hear me? Yes, you're in, Mark. All right, cool. Uh, this is, I never really was a, I never used Discord before, so if the connection's spotty, that's the reason it why. It sounds great for now, but it's, it is a, it has some weird issues from time to time, but you're crystal yeah. clear right now. All right, so if it fails, I apologize, but, um. You're good, man. First of all, I was going to say, um, I'm sorry, but I tried to watch your last live stream during the commercials of The Walking Dead, but. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why we have it on demand, uh, available right away, because, you know, I understand that um, competing with The Walking Dead is is maybe not the wisest uh, strategy yeah. for our growth ever. But, you know, the time is the time that we have. And so we use that. We were talking about The Walking Dead um, before we went live and I'm just catching up. So don't tell me who gets killed in the first episode in the season. premiere. <laughs> now, I, obviously, I already know. But I am watching the, the last episode of uh, season six right now. And then I'll watch the premiere maybe in the next couple of days here. Fuck right, that cool. show. I'm done with <laughs> Do you think that it has like some pretty interesting parallels to like different forms of government and all that? Like, um, mm. like the how like if you ever watch the Talking Dead afterwards, Chris Hardwick always uses words like, um, like the like um the rictatorship and all that. The rictatorship. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it's uh, it's got I mean it's got elements of um totalitarianism, but it's got elements of democracy too. When you think about yeah, it, yeah, but we saw how, what democracy, what that would happen when there was like a legitimate democracy. Things fell apart. Was it Alexandria when they had like a, a legitimate elected mayor? Like, I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm thinking is, and I guess you know, what, what I'm thinking of elements of democracy aren't even that democratic because I'm thinking of like the main gang of the show, Rick's gang. They. It seems like there's an element of, like he cares about other people's opinions. Rick is not an iron fist kind of guy, although he's a strong leader. So, I, but yeah. I guess that's not truly democratic either. He cares what other people know. think, but they I don't think really formally vote. I think it speaks to like alpha type men falling into leadership roles, falling into leadership roles because they have to protect and take care of everybody else because everybody else is incompetent. There's a lot of good stuff about natural leadership on that show and what probably would happen in a post-apocalyptic society. White trash people would be golden They'd be, they are good. And the Daryl types. <laughs> be oh, everyone loves Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I feel like this season, like with what's going on, you'll see why I feel like if, if people are watching, they're going to get into the mood, like of like the feeling of overthrow. Cause you know, hmm. like yeah. you said, there's like a lot of uh, like, like over abuse of power and people, you know, they get, I guess they try to like relate that to other things. But, um, I, I didn't feel I didn't have I came in here with like I didn't have a specific question I have a couple questions but um since we're not on any kind of specific topic right now I feel like bringing up something that I've I've been following that I haven't sure. been hearing anyone else talk about but uh, two things really uh, you've you've heard of the Free State Project right I am not familiar no well as as far as my understanding of it is is like you see we're like a we're like 50, we're like a fifty fifty nation it's like it's I'm think it's really weird how it's it looks like we got like half conservatives half liberals and it's like harder to live in harmony together with like what's going on and like you know these kinds of uh problems but what happens i think is the free state project is they got a bunch of libertarians to sign like um an agreement to all move to new hampshire oh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i have heard about this yeah yeah, yeah i signed this petition like, like six years ago yeah, this, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people went, and I, I think they already like repealed all their all of their knife laws, for example. 
So like knife laws, like knife restrictions. Yeah. Like you can't walk around with like a three inch blade or like Hmm. like little stupid things like that. Wait, they enacted or repealed? They got rid of all of their knife laws. Oh, God. This is a libertarian safe space now, right? New Hampshire. It's becoming that, I believe. I don't I haven't looked too much into it, but I get the basic idea, I think. So if people are looking for remedies to like having such a split America, like there's one that's like one option. Yeah. And also the the second thing I want to bring up that no one's been covering is the um in California, the Northern California wants to secede from the state and become its own state, uh the state of Jefferson. Right. And, and I think wasn't there a proposal to get Southern Oregon in on that too? Yeah. Yeah. So like that it's like interesting. I'm following it, but they they have like their next meeting on like the thirtieth. Like I'm not even from California, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm interested in it. <laughs> Yeah, it I mean, I think be... that's going to be the future, especially if Hillary's elected. There's going to be a lot of balkanization. Um, and I, I, think that even? I think that that's a feasible, <laughs> you know, intellectual conclusion to come through to come to. I mean, people act like it's so conspiratorial and crazy. But like if we truly legitimately cannot live harmoniously, then we're going to have to find alternative solutions. Like I can't live with all these fucking idiots in Seattle for very much. Long. <laughs> I just can't do it. Like I'm I can't do it, you know. We gotta I, think hate, about I hate the fact that that isn't pure tinfoil hattery, and I would like to dismiss it as tinfoil hattery. But the reality is, well, there, but there's a segment of the population that does not care about constitutional values. And, and I don't know how right. big it is, but if you don't care about Bill of Rights values, yeah, we're probably going to have a, a crisis in terms of our vision for how we should be governed and how we should govern. But liberals the, seem not to care. I mean, they'll take away your freedom of speech. Like... Yeah. And and that is one. I mean, you talk about things when you think about things. Are, what are some things that you would legitimately fight and die for if you had to? Free speech mm. is is that item. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, to a lesser extent, a lot of people would say about about the Second Amendment, too. If you if you try to take my future, try to take my guns, I will defend myself. That that kind yeah. of thing, Um, which, you know, to a lot of people sounds crazy, but you're not defending the guns themselves you're defending your right to self-preservation that's what you're right defending. right and these are supposed to be rights that that we have been afforded a, upon our birth they're inalienable rights um exactly and so those are things that i would i would fight and die for we can't have people infringing on those rights well you know if we have to fight the sjw army i think we'll be pretty good <laughs> i like <laughs> I our i like our chances <laughs> I like it's our all chances. fat women and we don't like even need guns yeah. yeah, we don't need cats. <laughs> we just have to yell at them and they'll go cry. This is interesting, oh, it's, it's too. Like... Well, I've often wondered, sorry. sorry to cut you off, Mark. Um, the only thing I wonder about is how how far could the, the, the reach of the federal government go before the federal government's police force and the military would start to, to, to mutiny, I guess, would start to disobey orders of leadership like if you this is again a kind of a a far off hypothetical but if you're going around rounding up guns or if there's a mandatory buyback like australia or something like that um Um, our military would not stand for that they would just start forming militias immediately if they were told to go and collect people's guns at the same time though that's like it's like the boiling frog theory there'll be like a soft gun grab like we'll make this little thing illegal and they'll take it little by little yeah yeah you know so you won't see it coming. We, the people that are paying attention will, but, you know. But, I think it's um, too late for that. I mean, there was a period of blindness, but I think that that's gone, that their opportunities to incrementally fool us have uh, kind of diminished, especially since Trump 
came into you know prominence. They're coming to take all the guns. It's a new world order. We gotta <laughs> buy all the bullets, and you know, the, I feel like our show is turning into that. <laughs> I hey, watched Alex, Alex Jones debate right um, Pierce Morgan on guns because last show was it last show? Someone told me to watch Ben Shapiro debate um, Pierce Morgan, so I went back and watched that. And then a related was video good? was Alex Jones debating <laughs> Pierce Morgan. Listen, listen, you little British pansy. No one's coming to get our guns. It was. He didn't say that, but it was along those lines. And it was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh my god. Nice. I almost feel bad for Piers Morgan. No one wants him. No. That guy. Sometimes he's right. Like he writes articles for the Daily Daily Mail sometimes that are just so spot on, and then he'll write something that's totally idiotic. I'm like, how how do does one person house these two belief systems? I kind of like him sometimes. Well, One of the things I was going to say that now I won't um, take any crap from you about sometimes liking Michael Moore, sometimes liking Ben Shapiro. Hey, I sometimes. watched that Michael Moore video where he talked about Trump, and I was truly moved. And I think that he Wasn't understands. It, great? it was so great; it made me forget about every documentary he's ever made. It was awesome. I was like, he gets "Oh my god, it. Michael Moore! I love you. What's going he, on?" He he gets it, and he he doesn't have the Trump blind spot. He gets it. Yeah, yeah, he sees why. I, I think that's definitely true. Uh, anyway, any any um, other items from you, Mark? I was going to say a part of what I was saying with um, like the mix of people with conflicting values. Is one of the things that's been worrying me that I've been seeing on like Twitter recently. I'm sure you've heard from Ann Coulter and Milo Yiannopoulos. The uh, Hillary gets in, she'll grant amnesty to a bunch of legal immigrants, and it'll still outnumber the Republicans. So like the odds of Republicans ever winning another election will be like severely like diminished. Yeah. Yeah, but also um, another thing, uh, especially like Texas and all that. I've, Texas is supposed to be like a strong Republican state, but I see that like it's a border state, and there's, you know, I feel like it's, I kind of feel like we're losing Texas, and that's supposed to be like the biggest, you know. Yeah. That's like yeah. the most American state. Oh. <laughs> You need to come to Montana. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, if Texas goes, if, if the demographic shifts as it continues to, and Texas becomes reliably democratic, that, I mean, you will have to see a party reformation. Uh, the, I mean, the Republican Party as it currently exists, yeah. it, it would have to reform to be competitive. But we're going to see a party restructuring regardless, even if Trump is not elected. So I don't know if I'm that particularly worried about that. All right. Well, there's there's so much to talk about, but I want to let the next caller take it. Um, but yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Uh, my first my first time like broadcasting my voice over the internet, so it's uh, ah. I'm kind of nervous. Welcome. But, you know, this, is, this went well, so thank you guys. Yeah, call in. No anytime one's gonna if... ruin your life. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yet. Everybody contact his employer and yeah, all that. The, I did have a caller. We'll have to get to him another week, but someone who wanted to call in and share his story about le uh, leftists going after him and got him fired, and he was he's oh, a vet wow. too. So in a future Jesus. week, we'll have him at the top of the show. Um, but thank you, Mark, and thank you for supporting the thank show, you, and, and we'll be in touch and call in anytime. Um, we'll get you right in uh, whenever you want. All right, thank you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Okie doke. Um, and then if you see anything interesting in the chat behind, besides, uh, you know, all the usual Reich talk that's usually in there, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Reich and, talk. Yeah. Bring that in. I no, think, I um, see no mention of the Jews today. <laughs> Lala Lena. I believe this is um, the Twitter handle that I know as Greasy Faggot, I think. 
She's, oh, really? She, she called in earlier. Laolina, you're up. Oh, oh she might be busy. Well, you can come in anytime you want. The kid. Is the kid still in the waiting room? Doesn't look like it. We actually have kind of a manageable waiting room tonight, so we might be able to get through a lot of these. Try to do... Nice. Uh, you know who's waiting again? I have heard from this person before, but I'll make it quick. Because I love... I think you were on the last time we talked to this person. I love this person's name. Small African American. Tiny. <laughs> right. You're up, small African American, if you can get your mic muted. Uh, and then after that, we've got... <laughs> I think it... Um, it looks like Jack's just typing in. Doesn't necessarily want to come in. Okay. Uh, KY Docs would be up next. So small African American and KY Docs, you're up. If you can unmute your mics. Hello? Hey. Hey. What's up, man? Oh, hey. Sorry, I had my mic muted. Um, oh, I was trying to like follow up on the other guy's question. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was before this or before that. Um, it was about like states seceding, either seceding from each other or seceding in general. Like, Do you guys think that depending on who's elected potentially the United States could be heading for a uh, similar situation to the Civil War. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely entertained this a lot, and people still treat me like this is some kind of conspiracy theory. I don't think that a lot of people really understand the heightened tensions that exist, but I see that as a... I mean, can you imagine if, there, if Trump or Hillary wins, like half the population is going to be um, inconsolably irate indefinitely until there's a, a new yeah. president. So, you know, we're going to we're going to see some bumpy times ahead. I mean, it just depends on what kinds of things happen. Like if we have a series of terrorist attacks because Hillary legitimately lets in 550 percent more Syrians, they use it as a Trojan horse and then like 100,000 Americans die, then um, people are going to revolt. They're just not going to let people get slaughtered on our soil because of our governmental incompetence. Um, and I think that we have a fighting spirit, which Western Europe doesn't really have in them. Well, I, I don't want to say that. that. That probably pissed a lot of people off. But I think that because we're armed, maybe it emboldens us a little bit. That's a better way for it. On, on November 9th, will you change your Twitter <laughs> handle to inconsolably irate? I, <laughs> I think to your point, I, I God, it bothers me so much, but I can't deny that I do think we are at a moment of cultural crisis. And I would hope that reason would prevail with these people who don't necessarily believe in the values that made this country awesome. I would I know, hope that reason would prevail, but if, if it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to, Stag. I, don't, I, I, I really hope that this is all a pendulum <laughs> and that we are at a far end with some of this like college SJW culture. And it's not going mean, to become like mainstream democratic politics. But it's got to swing back a little bit. And if it doesn't, I do think we're in big, big trouble culturally. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I feel like it could happen, like, either way, whoever gets elected, depending on what happens during their presidency. But I feel like if uh, Hillary got elected, the only way to escape this would be a war with Russia. And that sounds like a Ooh. ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually doing a video on that right now. I'm yeah, totally yeah. concerned about it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize a lot of people have been making videos on, on the implications of the no-fly zone in Syria. And, and yeah. how serious that is. I didn't, I didn't realize how um, big of a middle finger that is to Russia. At least people are making that case. And um, oh yeah, also yeah. the uh, 
I don't know if you saw this, but recently Russia like unveiled their new nuke called Satan Two. <laughs> Apparently, it can wipe out an area the size of Texas. Jesus Christ! What? Yeah. How do you even fly a bomb that big? What's that, what sort of plane do they use? I have no idea. It's 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 huge. We need and, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. in here to explain the physics on that one because yeah. that's that's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it probably destroys like a tenth of the area that it makes uninhabitable. Yeah. So it's not like all that area is, you know. Man, oof. oh God, this could be a disaster. All right. Well, thank you for the the cheery thoughts, small African American. <laughs> <Yeah>. Small African American. <laughs> Anything else, uh, quickly before we let you go? Um, nah, not much. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, and I'm sure right. we will uh, we'll chat again soon. Appreciate it. See ya. And Docs, you're in. It looks like you're unmuted. Uh, if you're ready to go. but can't hear from KY Docs. So go ahead and chime in uh, whenever you're ready, if you are. Um, let's see here. Renegade Omega would be the next one up. Renegade Omega, you're in, if you can get your mic unmuted. And then we have uh, Awesome Sauce. So I'm just going to kind of keep pulling people in here until we're able to get somebody mic'd up. You good to go, Awesome Sauce? Oh, hi, bud. What's hey. up? Uh, one second. Sure. All right, cool. I muted everything else. All right, cool. Awesome. So uh, who is up first? I think that Renegade you're, Omega was in here. You're good to go, but I can't hear from... If they're talking, I can't hear them. So you've... You, well, maybe Renegade's... Or can I can't tell, but go ahead and um, chime in. Awesome okay. sauce. Yeah, um, I was curious. Did you guys already cover what happened in UC Berkeley today? <laughs> I, I just saw it a couple hours ago. Did you see? Wait, that what one? happened? I'm not up to speed on this. Uh, uh, you want to give me one? All right. So basically, um, there were a bunch of people that got triggered that their safe space got moved into the basement of a building instead of the fifth floor, and they decided to form a wall of people to stop white people from crossing a bridge. And they only let people of color through. So yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That is they, so stupid and racist. They made white kids like walk through this creek around the bridge, and uh, it it doesn't. This is actually not that surprising of college SJW behavior to me, especially at UC Berkeley. But what is surprising to me is that it appears from the footage like this went on for some time. There are several people trying to reason with them and or force their way through this blockade yeah, of no, jackasses they, and it appears that the college just let it continue uh, that is insane, insane to me yeah, that they, is some they, drive through the crowd yeah. Kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. they I would stopped old men from crossing like people yeah. who who like were having like you know, it was an old dude and they put their hands on him and they would not let him pass it is so terrible nothing says oppression like education in the bay area I mean oh, my, my god, god. Can you imagine if they tried to do this in like Montana or Texas? We just don't really have that here. I mean, people are just more sensible and humble than that. The, and I don't understand. Let's presume that their case is legit, that it is highly offensive, that they were their safe space was moved. Their segregated people of color safe space, which apparently this is, which if that's what it is, I can't believe that exists at a public school. But may, So maybe there's more to it. Wait, than Berkeley? That. Yeah. Yeah, Berkeley. I thought Berkeley was a private school. No, it's UC. 
It's the University ah. of California system. Ah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So there's probably more to it than that. Maybe it's a people of color sanctuary that white allies are allowed in or whatever. It's probably something uh-huh. complex like that. But even well, if, joke's e- going to be on them because they're paying astronomically for an education that's going to be largely worthless, and they're all going to be in huge debt. And then the higher education bubble is going to burst. So, I don't even know. If, even they're if their grievances are legit, uh, what are you accomplishing by enraging people like that? Even if I was something, someone sympathetic to their cause, I got to get to physics class because I'm going to go learn some stuff and invent some cool shit and get way richer than you guys. So get out of my way. I know. Who, I know. who are they persuading? <laughs> yeah, I, I it, the same thing happens in Minnesota, uh, or it used to when they blocked uh, the fucking, I think it was the Green Line or whatever. Hmm. Like they blocked that from happening and people could not get home. They could not get to college. They couldn't yeah, get to. Yeah, that's right. It, it was terrible. Uh, it, like I could not get to school. It was ridiculous. Didn't they shut down the interstate in St. Paul too? They Wasn't that did. Good that Lord. was terrible. Uh, my friend, he uh, he drives for a medical company, and that he delivers medical supplies to people's homes, and he could not use the interstate to do that. Like oh, he, he has like air tanks in the back of his car that he was driving, and that he was backed up on the freeway for two hours. Grandmas aren't getting their meals on wheels and stuff because yeah, because their white privilege that you know yeah, whatever. Seriously. Good lord! God. You gotta you gotta watch this footage later when we're done. It's it's pretty short, but it's pretty unbelievable. Like I like I said, it's it's not surprising to me that the kids would behave this way. It is surprising to me that it seems like the school thought it was appropriate protest. This prodding that, of white people, not. you know, like you can do it for a little while, and white people will be like, okay, 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 and then you push them too far, and they go nuclear on you. This is gonna be a disaster. I don't know what signifies making it what could possibly be a better sign of making it and fairness and opportunity and all the things that we would want for cultures or people that have been historically oppressed? What is better than having equal opportunity at UC Berkeley? (laughs) What percentage of of the world's population of color has that opportunity? And this is how you use it. This is how you squander it. That was one of my kids. If I was a parent, paying for tuition at UC Berkeley. You privileged brat. Now you're going to trade school. Yeah. 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 To be honest, a trade school is pretty dope. I love it here. For real, I well, we my, my kid wanted to go to trade school right now. I would be like, that is a better decision than getting a legit degree. I majored in economics, and it's been worthless. It's worthless. We need thinkers, but we also need people who can do good things with their hands and build yeah. stuff and make. We also stuff need and, carpenters and plumbers yeah. way more than we need philosophers right now. <laughs> well, we do need good philosophers too. We just, I mean, it's yeah, but is, you can um, do that without a degree. I mean, most yeah. of the things that we well, know, we have taught ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, also, I just want to say big thanks on the mods. Uh, thank you very much for doing yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Uh, try to keep guys, it. Uh... Try to keep the Hitlery stuff at a minimum. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, thanks for answering my question. I'll yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. Um, you got a confused look on your face. What he meant there was so I had some complaints that the Discord chat was just out of control, and I can't really control the Discord chat while we're doing the show. So regular yeah. posters, I went through this week and made the mods so they can ban people. Oh, so gotcha. that's what I'm saying. Like we need to take um, we need to take a totalitarian approach to some of the the Hitlery, the Hitlery talk that goes on. In the chat. I'm glad you explained that to me. I was very confused. Yeah. yeah. So that's funny. Docs, you're still in here. If you're able to speak up, uh, I'll keep you in here and see if you can get it going. Uh, next up is Contrarian. If you're still in, but I don't see you. 
Oh, good, good. Uh, Dante is back. Were you here last time I talked to Dante or was I by myself? I don't know. But Dante, you're up, man, if you're in. Hey, man. What's going on, dude? <sighs> to be honest, Dante ain't feeling too well. Dante not doing too well. Well, no. let's make this into Dante therapy segment here to the extent you're willing to share. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Well, what's, what's going on? Can, can we, uh, is there, is there any, anything we can offer to soothe the Dante? God, that sounds weird. Whatever. Dante, if you don't know blonde, I don't think you were here last time. Dante is, um, blonde, it's he's, nice to meet you. My first time speaking to you. Yeah. Oh, hello. Dante has been uh, like, uh, Dante has been watching my stuff for like forever. Back when I used to do nerdy video game shit. Yeah. What, like six months ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've come a long way. No, but, you know, years ago. Years ago. Dante's been around. About two and a half years. Yeah, it's been a good long time. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, you know how I've been speaking to you about these little uh, girly issues. Ooh, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't know if you wanted to broadcast. Ooh, women's that, issues. Girl talk. All right. Basically, women hate Dante. That's going to put it out there. Women hate okay. Dante. So basically, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, but, you know, women don't want that. I feel like you would think it would be about love and having respect, but nowadays it feels like... First mistake. <laughs> that That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It feels but like I... nowadays you have certain requirements and qualifications, which I feel like I don't have. Okay, okay. What... let's start from the beginning. So what do you think are, what do you think you're doing right? Well, I'm going to give you an example. Like, if I'm like talking to someone, I'll be like, good morning and how's your day? And throughout the day, I'll be like, hey, do you need anything? I'll like buy snacks and every now and then I'll throw in a couple of flowers and chocolates. And then uh, next day, they like someone that offers better than me, I guess. You're too available, man. You got to make yourself You're more rare. Pedestalizing women. Yeah. yeah. I used to be in your exact same spot. Seriously. Uh, women not, will view this as you ingratiating yourself upon them, and they will respond to you way more if you ignore them, but like intermittently act interested and then pull back. I hate that we have to do this, but like women respond to that. That's that's just you got it. You got to act like you don't care. If if you're a safety blanket and they and they feel like you're going to be there no matter what. They will treat you like you'll be there no matter what. And they're going to go and play the field a little bit because they know that you're going to be there if things yeah. don't work out. You don't want to be, trust me, man, there was a time in my life where I was the silver medal, the plan B, the nice guy with the flowers and the chocolates, always there for you no matter what. Oh, he was a jerk again. Come cry over here. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you, you, know, you, you don't want to treat women with respect and, and obviously make an effort for them and be assertive and all that stuff. Yeah, However, you got to yeah. like, there's a certain amount of alpha role that you got to take. That's like, this is the way it is. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I'm going to be good no matter what. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I there's an element of like not caring what the woman thinks genuinely, um, that <laughs> women find attractive. It's true. I yeah, hate that. <laughs> I hate that that's matter is accurate. I'm alone. I just want to try to find a way to break isolation. I want to try to 
have someone to share my life with, so at least try to make their day as better as mine. But if they're all turning me away and looking me the same, and if I'm doing all the right things and yielding the same results, what does that tell me? It tells me that I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, but we also have a very dysfunctional female generation. Female millennials are are very hard to date. They say that they want one thing, that they want you to respect them and to do all these kind things for them. But really, they just want to be dominated and, you know, and subdued. That's what works. I mean. You're contributing to rape culture. No, man, I, I, I have, um, I've been in your spot in that kind of like pessimism and that feeling of like, I guess I just don't get this. And, and the one thing I told you earlier that I hate that was true for me that maybe, you know, maybe will work for you or maybe it won't, but you have to surrender some of that emotional investment. And I can't really, yeah. I can't really tell you how to do that. And I can't really tell you how I did that. I know, I know how you can by investing in yourself and making that your yeah, primary. I mean, if you're true. focused on that, then like any girl that is not into you, you can just be like, whatever, I'm just going to use this time to make myself a better man. Yeah. And fuck that girl. And, and All these is... girls are probably bitches. So. <laughs> well, there is something to that too. There is something to the, like her loss attitude or, you know, to what you're saying to what blonde is saying too. Like, I'm just going to be the, the very best version of me that I can be. Um, through, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can be the very best version of yourself. And if, if you strive to improve yourself to the maximum extent, someone's going to come along. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I know it's not, you know, it doesn't make like the, the immediate presence uh, present that awesome, but oh, you're the old wise one when it comes to women. So <laughs> I look at yeah. I just had my heart broken a few times and I just stopped caring. I was like, okay, well, as a practical matter, <laughs> I need to get this. I, it, it became less of a matter of like the romance. Like I said, I'm just not a romantic person anymore. And maybe that's yeah. sad to some people. But to me... Um, um, it the... really frees you of a huge emotional liability. Uh, okay, okay. Romance, it, I mean... I understand why it's appealing, but like some of the best relationships I've been in have been relatively unromantic because the practical things are fundamentally more important. So, yeah, but yeah, like I said, to me, I basically see it as like, as if I don't get my life isn't really going the best right now. And I really see, I'm trying to like to find it as a way of escape so I can like forget all of that and then focus on that little one thing. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but like, well, you mean like would... focus on your relationships as an escape? Yeah, like to escape from all the little drama and nonsense of everyday lifestyle. That's well, that's problematic in and of itself because it places a huge, tremendous pressure. I sound like Donald Trump. Uh, it places a huge pressure <laughs> on the your worst relationship. Pressure. <laughs> the worst. Ask pressure. anyone. <laughs> on, on keeping your relationship alive and keeping it out of other elements of your personal life, which you don't want to do. You want all those things to be integrated. Um so I don't know if that's really the best approach. That probably is counterproductive. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you can make like, you know, armored Dante, you know, like uh, stoic level-headed base Dante, that's like, look, you can't hurt me. I mean, what you're describing right now to me, I, I would, I, I hesitate like blonde, like you don't want to find another person to, 
fill a hole necessarily or to be a distraction <laughs> from other problems. I guess that's poor, poor verbiage. Yeah. Um, that maybe wasn't the best thought out, but what I am saying is like, you, you want to get yourself as squared away as possible before passing that burden off to somebody else. And we are all going to have our vulnerabilities in our areas that, you know, our shortcomings and our flaws that we're never going to be able to overcome necessarily. But right. Right. Yeah. to what you're saying blonde you don't want to meet a person and be like okay you know you're my crutch now or whatever there's yeah a, it's got to yeah. be and this is something know. that I'm i think skag and i both have advice. done like i think skag and i both come from a place of not really understanding the other gender and now that we're kind of red pilled we do and it has drastically improved my relationships now that i know that even though i'm an alpha female in my relationship i am best suited in being the beta. I want to be the beta. I want the man to wear the pants, make most of the decisions. Like that's just what I want. And so I'm so alpha that that is very convincing evidence to me that that's what most women want. Um, because you know, if a woman is more alpha than me, then she's probably undateable. (laughs) Anyway, I hope, I hope our incoherent, well, my incoherent ramblings were at least somewhat helpful, but yeah, I want to apply both of your little advice and try to Try to apply it to me and see how that works out. You be Dante, man. The Dante I know is a funny dude and uh, uh, a happy dude and like a guy I'm always happy to see in my Twitter mentions and my uh, stream chats and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you're that Dante, someone is going to pick up on that uh, kind of infectious presence. Like I have, and I don't even know you. I, I'm just, you're just a bunch of characters on a screen to me. And I think you're a cool dude. So <laughs> see, like if, you know, if you're happy, upbeat and laughing and like Dante's cool and you can, you can hang out with Dante and win or not. And if you choose not to, it's your loss. See you later. If you to, I'm going to find you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can get back to the business of finding people. That's kind of his tagline, by the way. Dante's Dante's catchphrase is like, oh, I'm going to find you. If you say something Dante disagrees with, I'm going to find you. Find you. <laughs> but you might not want to say that to women if they disagree with you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. That's bad and more dating advice from Matt Christensen. Yeah. Like I <laughs> said, though, I mean, I will always say I am I am certainly not the the greatest success story ever. So, you know, take, take what I have to say with a grain of salt, uh, to be honest, but, uh, I, I'll, all I know is romance is mostly bullshit. <laughs> oh, is it now? Yeah. Uh, oh, <clears throat> well, thanks for calling. We better let somebody else in. Yeah, man. Thanks, Dante. I'm sorry I changed it to the whole Dante therapy session show. No, this was cool because we don't talk about, yeah. I mean, we're so entrenched in politics and stuff right now. It's cool to get something that's a little yeah. different. Definitely. Appreciate it, man. Have Talk to you later. Bye, Dante. Bye. That was fun. I like Dante. Man, relationships. He, yeah. I kind of suspected he might talk about that. I didn't, I wasn't sure though. So I was, I was interested to hear, uh, and interested to hear your perspective too. It's one thing you and I don't talk about publicly very much, but maybe once we're over all this election crap, we can talk about some of this more theoretical stuff. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. let's keep moving here. We got a, some time left in the show. Get through as many as I can here. Dastardly do, you are up. Um, and oh, it looks like Jack might want in, but I don't see him. Jack must be out. Uh, Dastardly do is up. Next up is Dell. Pull Dell in. Dell, you're up. If you can get your mic unmuted, and then we got Chris. Dastardly do, I see you. Lighten up there. Are you good to go? Might be pushed to talk. 
I still don't understand. Talk. I still don't understand Discord. Someday. Yeah, Discord. Like <laughs> Let's pull in Chris and see if Chris is good to go. Chris, you're up too. If you can get your mic unmuted, I'm just gonna keep going, keep going until somebody talks. Bucky. We have relationship advice for all of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I certainly would not. If you want to ask me, that's fine. I just, you know, it's kind of like asking. Um... Uh, my mic's up. Oh, hey. Sorry, I did stream different, so I wasn't. Uh, hey, uh, big fan, Blondie Matt. I had a question. Um, how do you bring up stuff like Hill Dog's emails or the Donald Duck video without sounding crazy? Um, I show it to people. I like sit like if we're in person i'm like you need to watch this and then i sit and watch it with them which is what i did to my parents this week with the project veritas videos and they like couldn't believe it i'm like yeah if i would have told you to watch this you wouldn't have watched it <laughs> um but also people are responsive to because everybody has a short attention span there are some like really shocking like eight second clips um so if you can get that into people's inbox or wherever you can reach them um that's the way to go, I'd say. Showing them evidence is the most effective. But usually people just don't want to, they don't care. To your point, those problems are kind of, um, they're a little bit complex. Like some of the Project Veritas tapes are very easily understood in a short amount of time. Like, look, they're talking about busting people in to vote fraudulently. They're talking about yeah. inciting violence at these rallies. And some of the other ones are more complex, more nuanced. Like, uh, look, they're, they're, they're coordinating with these political action committees or these other organizations in a way that federal law prohibits campaigns from coordinating with them. That's not as immediately accessible an issue to a lot of people. And the same thing, the, the heart of the Donald Duck issue is exactly that. It's illegal, possibly illegal coordination between the campaign right. and, and some uh, external groups. Um, such I, a gay idea. Ugh. I actually don't talk to a lot of people in my everyday life uh, about this stuff because, quite honestly, I don't talk to a lot of people in my everyday life, period. I don't like most people, so I just don't talk yeah. to them. I do the YouTube thing, and I do this, and that's kind of my the the, the arena in which I talk about this stuff. Um, but it, I do notice with some of my friends who just kind of believe that all the problems that plague Hillary, the email scandal, um, these Project Veritas tapes that are coming out, uh, the WikiLeaks emails, all this stuff, there is just a belief that it is tinfoil hattery invented by the right wing. And I think the only way to get around that is exactly what Plon said. Like, I haven't done this, but the only way I could think about maybe getting them to, to think about it is an actual sit down of like, here is actual evidence yeah. that you need to observe. Because look at people from those videos trying to talk their way out of that bag. Like once you show people this, it's really hard for them to be like, that's fake because, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The issue I always have is just trying to show them like, you know, oh, no, sit down at this table. Let me pull up my cell phone and uh, here's a YouTube video. Yeah. And it's yeah. 18 minutes long. It's like 18 minutes long. Yeah. Today's Project Veritas uh, release was. I don't know. if you If you really want to put some time in, I would like edit those three videos down to like a four minute mashup and then see how many people you can get on board. That's about where people max out like 18 minutes. I was having a hard time getting people to watch that fucking Americans. I would tell them to subscribe to beauty and the beta on iTunes or YouTube. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that was shameless. <laughs> Is there anything that, um, so you talk about how it's not very practical to sit down, you know, with a phone or a tablet or something with somebody, especially if you're on the go. Have you had any successful conversations about this stuff? 
I've had fairly successful, but most of my conversations amount to, um, hey, here's, um, uh, did you hear about Hillary doing this? No, I haven't. Oh, well, she has. Oh, okay. And then it just kind of <laughs> never comes up again. Yeah, they don't seem to care. It's a problem I've been having, too. I'm like, what is it going to take? Like, what would Hillary actually have to do in front of your eyes for you to denounce her? Unfortunately, like, the only other option I see is going full Alex Jones on people. And <laughs> Yeah. People are so afraid of Alex Jones. The other day, my mom was like, do you watch Alex Jones? Like she was like concerned for my well-being. Like Jesus Christ, mom. The the other problem with this information is it is information that you really have to seek out. Whereas like, you know, who Trump groped or whatever, or who, who Trump talked about is plastered in front of you on the morning news, the evening news, when you're eating your cereal or eating your dinner, or, you know, if you're at the airport, you see it on CNN or whatever else. This this information, even though I believe it to be significantly more damning than any of the Trump issues, it's just, it's not out on the newspaper front page that you see out walking the street. It's not on the news uh, on the TV that you walk by. It's, it's information that you have to go to YouTube or Google or wherever else. You have to type it in. You have to search yeah, for it. You have yeah. to do the work to access it. Yeah, and the reality is just a lot of people just aren't, just they don't, don't want to do, do that work. And it's not even because they're lazy. Uh, it's, you know, people have lives. People work. People have school. People have kids. You know, I have the luxury of sitting down and learning about this stuff. And I love doing that. But I don't blame people. People who who don't because they're out making a livelihood doing something else. People I blame is the media who don't give them the important information they need to make an educated judgment. Right, right. And I think a lot of it is about deciding. Like this is why WikiLeaks I think hasn't been as successful as what it could be. But I think it's about deciding what is the most damning and what is the most important. And so as a litmus test, I just like when I decide what I'm going to tweet, what I'm going to show people. It's what pisses me off the most like yeah, what really me makes me just burn and see red and those are the things that I know are going to piss off other people and so that's what I tweet about that's what I make videos about and that's what I tell my family and friends about um friends <laughs> who am I kidding that's what I tell internet people about <laughs> we lose them by the day we do <laughs> yep <laughs> it's so true that is a major issue talking out about issues is you know doxing yeah. your job yada yada livelihood yeah oh yeah yeah somebody was tweeting at my old employer the other day and they're like you hired this racist bitch nah nah not knowing that i quit my job they thought they were going to get me fired and you know what they would have that would they would have called me into the office and been like you are fired you're racist <laughs> so you know i mean it's just a risk that we have to take but the more people that take it you know the less risky it becomes collectively true yeah. Anyways, I know you have other callers, and yeah, you're trying to wrap up, so I'll let you go. But it was nice talking to you guys. Appreciate it. Thank Del. you. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. You too. Uh, Dastardly and Chris, you're still in. If you're good to go, otherwise, next up we got Bucky. I'll pull. Oh, Chris, you you good? Hey, how's it going, Matt? And Doing Blonde, well. how are you? Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Excellent. So. Uh, I called in to see if you guys have heard about this story that's been going around the internet about the virtual reality sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> your views on that because uh, the developer definitely released a statement today saying that. Oh, I didn't see that. The news. I but, haven't heard of this. So this you want to explain insane. to Blonde the story? Yeah. So basically, I guess some girl was playing some type of uh, zombie, maybe a first person shooter type game. And uh, I think. I think the some and it's a it's a virtual reality game, game, right? So you put on the goggles. Her virtually, you know, grabbing at her at her chest and chasing her around, and you know, just you know, kind of, I guess, being a, a nuisance and so forth inside of the game. But this is 
basically making major headlines across uh, the mainstream media and people are taking this very seriously. Is this bitch saying that she got sexually assaulted? Well, she also has been sexually assaulted twice in real life. She claims. Claims she was sexually assaulted. Yeah. So definitely a lot of uh, feminists are also taking this pretty seriously as well. You must be fucking kidding me, you guys. You must be kidding me with this. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty absurd. And, you know, I'm definitely reminded of the Tyler, the creator quote uh, that Milo (laughs) put all the time about cyberbullying, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on this and see if you see this as something that's going to, you know, become more of a problem in the future because and- VR technology is obviously going to advance, become more realistic, kind of reminded of uh, the movie Demolition Man with uh, yeah. Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone having virtual sex. Yeah, there was a great yeah. Saturday Night Live skit too when Avatar came out. You remember the movie Avatar, how they'd lay down in the little, yeah. like, uh-huh. uh, the little whatever, the thing that put him into the Avatar world. It was like a little tanning booth kind of looking thing. <laughs> right. And right, there was, right. SNL did a great bit where it was like a deleted scene from Avatar where he actually was banging like the Avatar chick. So he's like <laughs> in the tanning booth doing all this weird, bizarre shit <laughs> to her. And they're all just like, oh my God. He's like acting out these disgusting sex acts <laughs> the whole time. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think that as feminists, uh, you know, have fewer causes, legitimate causes to gripe about, they're going to continue being ridiculous, like by saying that shit like this is sexual assault. I think that this will be a problem in the future if it's already becoming a problem now. This is so ridiculous. How did I not hear about this? Isn't something like this also travel, trivializing actual sexual assault and actual yeah. rape? Things like yeah. that? Well, how about this? I mean, maybe if it's um, maybe we should just allow it to happen in the game world because that will give the people who have the urge to do it an outlet. It's an outlet for them to go and take care of these urges to to harass and assault and they can do it harmlessly i don't even um i I didn't read up on the article or on the story very thoroughly but i don't even really understand how it could i mean obviously you don't feel it you would see the person the other person in this multiplayer world walk up to you and they're like he put his virtual hand in the area of it or how does how does she even qualify it as a virtual sexual assault i don't even get it the funny thing is, is the creators also created, I guess, like a, a, a code for a safe space that would end up like, you know, vanishing the, the assaulter from, from okay. your viewers like that as well. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, this is... So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was, you know, one of those crazy SJW stories and, you know, kind of blowing things out of proportion. So I don't know if you guys, you know, had, had picked up on it or... Or anything like no, that. but that makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, I mean, what a luxury <laughs> problem. Yeah, the, people the fa- starving in Africa are like these fucking Americans. <laughs> no, cyber, cyber bullying is a problem in Africa too. Remember that report that Anita Sarkeesian gave to the UN? And my favorite image, and I wish I had it handy, but there's an image in Anita Sarkeesian's report of like this third world African woman <laughs> in an African village sitting on like a log bench in some shanty town with a laptop, going. <laughs> looking at the screen with her hands on her head. And meanwhile, the Mujahideen is about to roll in and chop off her head. But her biggest problem in the world is someone called her a bitch on the internet. So she's sitting in third world <laughs> Africa, <laughs> just losing her mind because someone called her a mean word online. And Anita Sarkeesian is taking care of that at the UN. And the UN, the body that is responsible for 
well, uh, I don't know if they're responsible. The body that takes up the cause of looking after the welfare of the world's people gave that woman time. Time. Of all the world's issues, all the global problems, the, the, the violence, uh, I don't, uh, war, actual sexual assault. That was, that was uh, given an audience at the UN. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys also think about this whole Newt Gingrich, Megyn Kelly controversy that's been making the rounds on that? I think to... Megyn Kelly, she had like redeemed herself in my eyes because of the how, what a hard time she gave Donna Brazile. And then she had to go back into this everything is sexual assault, Michelle Field type bullshit. God, Megyn Kelly disappointing me over and over again. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. What did she say? Or I, I heard Gingrich destroyed her. That's what people told me. I watched half of it, but she was talking about the Trump accusers and like so many people accused him, so it must be true. You know, like that type of stuff. And the Newt fired back, you know, about the Bill Clinton thing, and she tried to, you know, justify it, saying that Hillary's on the ticket and so forth, and you know, we shouldn't be looking at Bill Clinton. Even though Hillary Clinton has straight up said that she's going to let Bill run the economy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, it's just Hillary running. I'm like, oh God. Hillary's gonna be going to advice for, you know. And I hate also I hate she's that. gonna be an invalid in like five seconds. I forget who said it, but someone people have such smart, snappy comebacks sometimes, and I need to remember when they say them so I can credit them properly. But the, people will always talk about how Bill's not on the ticket. Yeah, well, neither is Donald Trump Jr., but you still give way too many shits when he tweets out about Pepe's. You still make that a national issue when Donald Trump Jr. is tweeting about Pepe's, but yeah. he's not on the ticket. So wh- why can't we criticize Bill? Yeah. Uh, good God. Also, he's been president before, so she's going to lean on him heavily for advice on how to be president. We've never been in this situation before. Ugh. God. All right. Well, we'll probably have to let you go, Chris, and see if we can yeah, get no uh, a couple callers in here before we're out. Take care. Thanks for calling. Good night. Appreciate it. Dastardly, uh, you're still in if you want to chime in. Otherwise, what do you think? You got time for three more? Is that cool? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I will go, I guess, three more talkers. So I don't know how far I'll have to go. But for now, we'll go Bucky. We'll pull Bucky in. You're, if you're up uh, or if you're good to go, Bucky, chime in whenever you like. Uh, otherwise... Uh. Bryden Proctor's in the chat. Bryden Proctor's a faggot. Oh, Bryden Proctor he's... is a faggot. He'll he'll make it much more Reich friendly. Uh, like it should Bryden be. Bryden hey Bucky, what's up? If you can mute your uh, stream, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter as long as we can repeat. Bryden Proctor is a faggot. <laughs> Friend of the show, Bryden Proctor. Oh <laughs> snap. <laughs> How we doing tonight, guys? Good, doing well. Right. You're a little quiet on my end, so if you can speak up, that'd be great. Or get lost forever, I guess. <laughs> Rut no, ah. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. Hey, at risk of sounding like a sink and real quick, I just like really like to thank you for uh, kind of like opening me up to the political world. Appreciate that very much. I always, I don't know what to say when people have heartfelt uh, uh, 
I don't know. Yeah. Comments either gave or somebody compliments complimented our um, objectivity and then Skag proceeded to compare us to back alley abortions as far as the media <laughs> is concerned. <laughs> I was no, like, what the fuck? DM, well, because I said it makes me uncomfortable when people are like, oh, I trust you guys for information. And, and then private, that was a, pri that's a DM. You can't expose that. But I did say we <laughs> oh, are yeah. the media equivalent of a back alley abortion because we are not technical and we don't have much resources. <laughs> yes, we try very hard to be objective and we bring a lot of evidence based you know thought into we try our to be stuff, precise so. with our coat hanger you know but anyway well nonetheless you guys are doing a good job so just keep doing thank it. you so much appreciate it man but to kind of like change the change pace here i want to want to get your opinion met on on football because you know ah. yeah I, I i never really know your opinion on sports and that's kind of like a big part of my life so i want to see awesome what you know i know the vikings well, tell me what? about your Vikings. Tell me what, what tell me what you like about your Vikings. Tell me what I like about the Vikings. Still, you mean you mean this you season or you mean generally? Uh, well, let's just go with this season. This season, that defense is elite. The, the, the Achilles' heel of this team is the offensive line. As I mean, they got exposed. The offensive line got exposed on Sunday, and if they can't fix that up, that is the blueprint on how to beat this team. There was a rumor today. Pete Carroll might have leaked. He said, "Oh, I heard the Vikings made a big offensive line trade." So there's speculation. I haven't looked at the news yet in the last couple hours, so maybe it's even come through. But there was speculation that maybe they've pulled a trade to pull in another lineman. But that line is a mess right now. That defense can beat anybody, and they have. They beat Cam Newton, they beat Aaron Rodgers, they beat Eli Manning. They can beat anybody, but if you can't block, you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to pass. You're going to get wrecked. You're going to fumble a bunch of times. You're going to throw interceptions just like Sam Bradford did on Sunday. So I, I'm as optimistic for this team as I have been for any team since the Favre year, but mm -hmm. the blueprint is out. And unless they figure out how to block people, I, I, don't, I don't know how far they'll go. I still think they can win the division, but uh, – I, I, well, I really hate to like pour salt in the wound there, but um, I think I mean obviously the offensive line is always an issue because if you don't you know if you don't win at the line of scrimmage you're not going to win at all. But you know obviously losing Adrian Pearson is pretty much irreplaceable. And uh, you guys, I don't know about that, I, man. I, Running back's the most replaceable position for but, sure. But you guys have Matt Asiata and Jared McKinnon, two guys who are, I wouldn't really count on week to week. You know, it was someone like like how Le'Veon Bell has got to spend the last few years, and D'Angelo Williams has kind of stepped in and did a good job. That's that's one thing, but you know, the backups aren't really. They're not When's the last time a running back run a, won a Super Bowl for a team, though? I just say the running back is is not key. It's nice, it's a luxury, but, but it's not it, key. But it's also it's part. It's just also part of the issue. You know, like Sam Bradford's kind of like he kind of like went back to his old self. You know, this past weekend and. You know, I don't know, though. Show before. me a quarterback who's going to excel under that kind of pressure. I, I, I mean, who? Well, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, and for years, Brian Tannehill has had one of the worst offensive lines every single year, and people continue to criticize him. But, you know, some, sometimes when you get a clean pocket, because I watched I watched the, the kind of like condensed version of the Viking game because I was kind of interested in that. And there, there were just some throws with a clean pocket where it's like, uh, oh, he was off. He missed a couple throws. He missed one to Charles Johnson early. It wasn't his best game, but he has looked good prior to that. He hasn't looked like your your typical Sam Bradford. But I see blonde <laughs> getting <laughs> mad, and I, I I don't want to go too much further because you know it's not a football show. But I I do. Uh, of uh, course, I just, I just wanted your opinion. That's all. Of uh, course. It was, it was... Is there anything else that's on your mind? Uh, 
before anything we let you go. political or just like it's just anything really i mean i don't know well, we talk about pop culture and social stuff and whatever else i just i don't know how big my football audience is maybe i talk with i talk a lot of shit about football well, on twitter with some people but well i'm sure I'll, i mean you could with you can with me if you want i'm always open to talk about football anytime I, i'm annoying people with vikings tweets every sunday or monday this week but i i i've seen them they're I'm going to give you your moment now because the Vikings have not had a good pass. And uh, I'll, I'll let you have that for now. Well, they're, they're, they and the Bills are the losingest Super Bowl teams in the league. So, Warren, that's just, that's got, that's got to be painful. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not been during my lifetime. I just have 98 and 2009, <laughs> the worst seasons ever. Uh, where, you know, that's the Vikings are known for epic fails at a high level. And that's really the pride. But that's why the fan base is cool because yeah, they've endured. They've endured. Yeah, that sucked too. That that was bad. But it wasn't. Believe it or not, that was not as bad. That was not as bad. Bryden Proctor just correctly pointed that out that this is just two dudes talking about big buff black guys. <laughs> All right. And it's totally right. true. Hey. Yeah, you... Hey, I was talking about Ryan Tannehill. He's white. <laughs> that's true. So is Sam Bradford. I didn't know so that. Is, um, I a lot of the Vikings' it. offensive line are white guys. Most of them, in, except for one, I think. Anyway. Uh, we'll let you go, Bucky. Before yeah, okay, I'll, I'll leave then. I appreciate <laughs> it though, dude. Get, if you want to talk football anytime on Twitter, dude. Oh, definitely, man. That's gonna be fun. All right, have See a good you. night. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> making you, uh, you know, want to do terrible things. Let's get two more in, and then we'll call it. I see Justin. We'll pull Justin in. Justin, you're up. If you can get your mic unmuted, and then Orden. Orden, you're in. Uh, if you're ready to go. Okay, moving right on down. Garrulous is up next. Let's pull Garrulous in. Hey, Justin, you're good to go. If uh, Oh, thanks. Can you hear me? Yep. yep. Can Bl oh, Blonde actually hears me this week. Good. Yeah, hello. So, yeah, um, I actually got to one mile event in the D.C. area, thank goodness. Oh, awesome. That's right. Um, there we go. They ended up uh, closing the one that I was trying to go to originally. So did you get to the George Mason one? Yeah. Okay. So that wait, they shut one down. No, they um moved the one at George Washington was moved two hours ahead and limited to enrolled students only there. Yeah, huh. they've been pulling tricks of you know charging security fees and moving things around and all that stuff. So was this the one? Did you get to the one that was on trannies or the one that was on? What else did he talk about? I've watched them all, but I've been kind of had them on. I've had them on kind of in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Which which yeah, event was, or what discussion it was, was it? It was the one about like the election being rigged. Oh, the rigged one. Wasn't that last night? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, he gave a, a talk last night about how the election, a kind of defense of the claim that the, ele the election is rigged from kind of a media bias standpoint and from a voter fraud standpoint, which I didn't, I, admittedly I was distracted while it was on, so I, d I don't have the firmest graphs, grasp of what he was talking about. But did you get a chance to meet him? Oh. Oh. oh, we lost him. Now he's no, I'm still here. Sorry. Did you get a chance to meet Milo? Oh yeah, just briefly. That like the whole room was 
trying to get to him, so I just took up the short time and took like a little photo with him. Yeah. Yeah, he he like I said, um, you know, every time every time, the two times we've seen him, um, uh, he's done a really it looks like he does a really good job of waiting till basically the last person. You know, he, he really yeah. talks he to everybody people, yeah. and takes And he his was time so friendly or... and answered my questions and he smelled good and he's so tall. So tall. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so like in the photo I got, he was kind of like giving a neutral expression. I'm not sure if it was because I brought up Miley Cyrus and her atrocious outfit that she was in when she came to Mason in the past week. She's been campaigning for Hillary really hard. I know. And I actually, some people who know have heard me say this in the past. I have a guilty pleasure for Miley's music. I do like it. Oh, her she new sucks. music. But and this Hillary crap. Unattractive. She had a, a picture on Instagram the other day of her bent over, like from, so it was from behind and her like bent over with her face looking at you between her legs. And it was like, it said something like, you can lick this if, unless you vote for Hillary or something like that. Ew. I was like, okay. Isn't Madonna offering out DJs oh, yeah. as well? I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lose lose. Yeah. Everybody was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Miley thank you. Cyrus. She is swamp trash. She's the kid of Billy Ray Cyrus. Correct. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I have like some female friends who are like into the old Hannah Montana show. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, um, I don't pay attention to new Miley. I just remember Hannah Montana and that's about it. I think new Miley's music is good. And a lot of people will hate on me for that. I think it's good. I just hate that. I hate the politics, but most, <laughs> most Hollywood politics are just completely out of touch with yeah. your everyday American. Yeah. I mean, Katy Perry's yeah. out doing the same crap. Katy Perry, shut your mouth. And I like Katy. I like Katy Perry too, by the way, who was it? that I, I think Trey, I think I Trey and Matt put it best in uh, America, like world police, like celebrities having dumb, irrelevant opinions. And yeah, and we've seen that. We've seen those videos flooding YouTube of like, you know, we're big and important, and let us tell you how to vote in this big important election. You should trust big important people like us with big important egos and big important brains. Are people you. actually listening to celebrities about Hell this? No. I can't imagine they are. That people are like, oh, Katy Perry told me to vote for the Hillary. only people who who enjoy that stuff are people who feel validated like i bet lena dunham watches that crap and it's like oh yay these beautiful hollywood people agree with me great but nobody's persuaded by it nobody nobody's yeah. mind has changed i hope not i don't know how much faith i have in the american public at this point in time we'll see after the election <laughs> yeah i don't know but like the few people that i have talked to around my like dormant stuff like during debates like they're I feel like so many of them are so informed or they have like such a cognitive dissonance about things. Like one was complaining, like saying like, oh, we should never ally with Russia because Putin's an evil man. He's killed so many. And then she brought up like the war he started and he's responsible for every person who's died in that conflict. I'm like, well, Hillary voted for like the Iraq war. So is she responsible for all those deaths? And she's like, well, that's different. Or like, no, <laughs> Of course it's it always, is. Course it's always it is. different. It's always different. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but by your own logic, that's where it leads you. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Or like right after a, co a comment where Hillary or Hillary was saying like, we're going to like, make, we're going to take all these different actions against Russia that if they make against us, I'm like, good job, Hillary, start another war. I'm sure America will thank you for it. And she's like, she's not going to start a war. She didn't say boots on the ground. I'm like, 
okay. Still shoot down a Russian fighter yeah. jet. They're still gonna yeah. Drop the Satan two on us. Oh God! Wow, you guys are really bumming me out. <laughs> it's true right. though. He's right. He's right. Uh, we'll let you go, uh, Justin, but, uh, thanks for calling in the show. I hope you had a good time at the Milo show yeah. and, um, later hope to hear from you another time. Bye. And Orden, you're into good. You're uh, up as well as Garrulous. You guys get the last word tonight. Uh, nice. so whichever order you guys want to go is cool with me. I can hear both of you. Yep. Yeah. And you guys should be able to hear each nice. other too. I think. Oh yeah. Do you want to go or? Uh, sure. Okay. Patriarchy first. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I wanted your input on a situation that's happening in my home state right now, Rhode Island. Okay. It's We've pretty much uncovered what everyone's calling voter fraud, which hmm. it is, but it isn't because it hasn't been enacted yet. But basically in Rhode Island, we have a voter base of about 750,000 people. Mm -hmm. But of those 750,000, 180,000 of them are either deceased, have moved out of state, or should be removed in some way. Yeah. And we all know this, and we've had someone that's been in office for two years who's promised to clean it up, but they've waited till now because... In Rhode Island, you can't remove anyone from the voting poll within, I believe, 90 days of an election. Why the hell would that be a law? That sounds stupid. Well, it's sort of to protect so that, say, Republicans are in, they can't remove a bunch of Democrats okay. right before the election or vice versa. Well, I guess the the missing link, I mean, obviously the, the, the conditions are right. I guess the missing link is, is there evidence that the people who are on these, on the rolls, but shouldn't be are voting? Do we have evidence of that? Or is it just their presence? It's their presence and that they haven't been removed because there's no point for them to actually stay on there. Yeah. That seems like there's a motive there. Like, why else would they do that? Well, is Rhode, Rhode Island competitive? I mean, isn't Rhode Island going to be an easy Hillary win anyway? Probably. Is it not? Well, in Rhode Island, I've helped out with a few local elections, and it's horrible for any Republican here because you literally have Democrats sending out union members to take down Republican signs. <laughs> like, God. we've watched someone come over with their truck while we're standing next to a sign for the candidate we're trying to get in for a local election and they just break it, throw it in the back of their dump truck and head Why off. anybody call the cops? That should be easy we to have. bust. They're like big... the cops give a shit. I'm sure they're like, oh, thanks for telling us. We'll file a report. Never call us again. <laughs> well, kind of. They've been bought off by Hillary too. We actually have pretty good state police. Yeah. In that aspect. The state police that we have are pretty much ruthless and heartless straight to the law. If you break the law, they're going to get you. They have no political sway whatsoever, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. But yeah, it's, we're all kind of freaking out because that's what? It's not a fourth, but it's close to a fourth of our entire voting base. Yeah. That is a sizable population. It's, I mean, how do we have any sense of 
how much time went into building that group of people? Is this something that is built for years and like it's not been cleared out for years or yeah, is this something like, a, it is. Is, is everyone yes. just dying in Rhode Island or moving away? No, it's built over years, but I believe it's, they're supposed to be removed if they haven't voted within three or four years. Oh, okay. So they might not actually even be. I mean, but if that's different than being dead or moving away, instantly removed as well. Yeah. But it can be counteracted if they're still voting, even though they're deceased, it kind of creates the loophole of they're not taken out. Yeah. Which is why a lot of Rhode Islanders are freaking out about that. Yeah. Well, not only that, we also have the um, protest up in New York, if you've heard about that. Which protest? Uh, It happened earlier today or yesterday, I believe, where you have a bunch of illegals that chain themselves to a bridge because Gary Johnson says that's an offensive term, by the way. (laughs) Don't call them that. Okay, so, okay, so, uh, sorry, Gary, undocumented. (laughs) workers oh, chained oh, themselves to okay. a, uh, chained scum th- are chaining themselves <laughs> <laughs> okay so they change them chain themselves to this bridge because they want voting rights why i mean yeah. there is a way to to get voting rights and that's Blatant to go through the process of immigration and become a citizen not i mean they're getting deported and they're chaining themselves up blocking off a major throughway in new york that's shameless. Why aren't they For arrested one, on the spot? They're going to get thrown off the bridge by angry New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Two, they should be deported. Absolutely. We should be deporting people for shit like this. In exactly. Sweden, these two girls, um, I think it was a private school, but these two Muslim girls wanted to like block out some prayer time. And it pissed off this. Uh, it was in Switzerland. And it pissed off the school. And so they just deported these two girls. We need to be doing stuff like that. Like, oh, exactly. you don't like being here and you're here illegally? Get the fuck out of our country. <laughs> exactly. God damn it. This is insane. Yeah. We, That's that, now like, a Nazi position. I know, the, I know. The moderate position is anyone can come in whenever they want and live in your house too if they no want. No borders, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just right. go full course. right wing. If you come here illegally, we just send you into a work camp. Ooh. <laughs> um, I like the way you think. If you want to talk about work camps, talk to friend of the show, Bryden Proctor, if he's still in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> he he he's got he's got some if good. We want to fix our economy, privatize every prison, and get them to work, so that we have expendable income and we're not paying for all the prisoners. Huh. Sounds like a platform to run for office, my man. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe not in I Rhode Island. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, we'll let you go. But um, huh. let me know um, if if you find out more yeah. information on that, send me an email or or tweet me or you know whatever else. I'm never too far away. I'd like to hear. If any new information on that comes out. All right. I will. Sounds good. Have a good night. You too. And Jerilis, you're going to get the last word tonight or the last question or last comment or whatever you want. Hey, you guys. Nice to speak to you. Hey. Of course. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. So I go to Rutgers and that's a school Mm. where the Milo protesters put themselves, uh, bathed themselves in blood where they processed. (laughs) where they protested Condoleezza Rice because of the Iraq war. So that, that school's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So I go there. That's nice. And it's one of the greatest gender department studies, gender studies departments in the nation. What, what are the criteria for greatest? 
I mean, because um, what guess... you might call greatest, some other people might call worst. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it has the best SHWs. It has the best. Yeah. Oh, the, the SJW problem. Yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to say best SAT scores. And that was going to surprise <laughs> no. me. I know. I was like, wow, gender studies? Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. And so I took a class my freshman year there. And I became a total SJW. It was crazy. And I was so into the abortion thing. I said, women have the right to choose. Nine months, abortion on demand. And then I finally talked some sense into myself. And I watched different videos and everything. And so I realized just how horrendous and how evil and how horrible that is. And so one of the things that I haven't quite figured out yet is the legality or illegality illegality of abortion. And so I was wondering what you guys thought about that. I, I'm struggling like how with it. Should it be right or now. like what it presently is. What it should be? Should it be illegal? Should they get punished? Should they go to jail? Should I mean, by I don't they, you mean the women pay. or yeah, the yeah, provider? Both, I guess both um, i definitely wouldn't say the women should be punished although i'm coming around to the idea i mean i struggle with this and actually i don't know how bryden keeps coming up bryden and i did a show we did a, a talk on his show a few months ago about abortion because i have historically had the opinion that that roe was correctly decided but i'm starting to come around on it i'm starting to Kind of doubt I mean, the idea we've that... been desensitized to what this actually is, which is just infanticide. My sister had an ultrasound at like, I don't know, 13 weeks and you could see the baby's little lips and like, you know, when you have an abortion, you're sucking body parts of that baby out, even if it's a first term abortion. But okay. we can't make first term abortions illegal because then people will be having back alley abortions. Crime will spike huge in like 30 years or whenever a, the average age of a criminal is um, peak criminal activity, which studies have shown. So I don't know what you can really do. I mean, I'd like to scale it back. Having a late-term abortion is um, completely insane. And Hillary w brought up at the debate that it's like a, usually for the health of the mother. That's less than 1% of cases of late-term abortions. You, you can just go into certain doctor's offices and say, like, my daughter is, you know, seven months pregnant and she's depressed. She needs to have yeah. an abortion because of this. Yeah. And then they'll just kill the baby. And I do worry we are getting to a place that just – removes the element of humanity from this. I, I really do worry about that. I mean, even the, yeah. the, when the court made this decision, it, they were balancing the privacy interest of the mother against the state's interest of, of preserving life. And so when the court made this decision, they even considered uh, part of that balance was you have a constitutional right to an abortion pre-viability before the, before the child could live outside of the mother's womb. That is your constitutional right. But after the child, after the fetus is viable, the state's interest in preserving right uh, in preserving life is is the the uh, stronger interest at that point. So even the court, when they decided this, didn't do it without an understanding of the humanity that is at stake. But I, I the, the current left is getting so far away from that. We even saw it in Cleveland with the shout your abortion girl that I talked to. I still have oh, that yeah. footage of her. Yeah, you know, I just asked this woman like straight up, like, is this something that you think you should be proud of? And um she was like, yes, I'm, I'm absolutely proud of this. And it's like if you have gotten to a place where you feel OK that you have terminated the life of your child, like you have rejected your most basic maternal instincts and you don't ever deserve to have a kid like you. You have lost what it means to be a woman, to be a mother. And I think that that's really sad. And I think that that is the majority of social justice warriors. I mean, they're just lost. Yeah causes yeah, lost exactly people. there was even but we came from liberal times. backgrounds too and yeah. didn't you go to oregon or something like that skag went you went to, to lewis and clark in portland yeah which um which is a very you know politically liberal place to live and the campus culture was very liberal but i didn't 
I didn't have these crazy ass professors. I had professors that are like, I'm going to challenge you no matter what. And that's what I appreciated. They were not ideologically driven professors. They were students of the Socratic method. They're like, you're wrong. Make your case. You're wrong. You're wrong. Challenge, 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 no matter what. And, and I appreciate them so much for that. And now I worry that we're entering not arenas of challenge, arenas of intellectual challenge, but just arenas of ideological circle jerk and indoctrination. That seems like what's going on on college campuses yeah, now. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And my biggest issue is when people celebrate it. When this woman in the New York Times, she had she wrote an article about aborting her baby at 22 weeks and saying it was the greatest thing that happened to her. And because of that, she can be a great mother, a great mother now. And that kind of thing. I just think abortion is evil. I don't like it. I don't support it. And when I say that I don't support it, people look at me as if I'm crazy because I'm a woman. I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but that's how women should be. I mean, who's more unnatural? Somebody that is rejecting their biological imperative to procreate and committing infanticide or somebody that wants to value the sanctity of life? You just have to stand strong on this. Your peers yeah. are fucking insane. Well, it's all this remove the stigma, like what that what that no. girl in, in Cleveland was saying. It's like, I'm, I'm not saying that you should be doxxed and target your, you know, you should, someone should tweet your employer about your abortion to shame you. But I do think <laughs> that there's a certain... Um, lack of pride i guess like could we just agree that pride is maybe a little too far in that direction that maybe privacy um and, and an acknowledgement of the tragedy of the situation there's part of me that's still persuaded by the idea that that in the early term women should have the right to do this and it's a tragic decision that is the woman's to make but they don't even grant the premise anymore that it's a tragic decision they grant their idea know, is it's a, a decision to celebrate hey come over for my dinner party just yeah. had my abortion <laughs> yeah it right. should at least not be publicly funded at least there was that one blogger that got pregnant deliberately so that she could film her abortion Ugh. That story really offended Ugh. me too. I'm like, is this how far these women have come? And and it it is. I mean, that they're proud of this. They think that they're doing something noble and courageous. And they've come too far to be saved. I mean, bitches. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I think I'll come around. Maybe I will come around. And I don't know. All I know is the people that I can't stand, like the Trump rioters, you know, the anti-Trump rioters and the SJWs and all this stuff. They all have this extreme position on this issue that I think is only naturally going to push me to the other side of it in the same way they've pushed me to the other side of, on pretty much everything else. So, you know, I'm inclined I mean, to agree. Well, stay strong at Rutgers. I, oh, what year are you in? Uh, second year. Okay. So two, yeah, two years. What, uh, okay. what are you studying if you're comfortable disclosing? Yeah. Uh, human resource management with a minor in economics. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I'm getting all the Keynesian. You call the Keynesian bullshit right now. So, <laughs> was there um, my favorite question is always was there a patriarchy guard or a patriarchy <laughs> bot guarding your entry into the econ classes? Oh yeah, for sure. There were snipers. Was, <laughs> like, really get out of here, you silly woman. This oh, is yeah. not a woman's arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, good for yeah, you. You sound like you, you got a level I head. All your work. Of course, call anytime. We really appreciate yeah. it. You're doing better than we were at your age. That's for oh, sure. Right. We were both idiots. Speak so for like, yourself. I was so smart and based and whatever. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Have a nice night. Bye. Have a great night. Okay. Uh, we always end up going long on these shows, so I, I will call it there. Um, and I, you know, it's a good problem to have. We always have too many callers than we can manage. So you know, we're doing that was our best fun, guys. Them. Yeah, I, I, I love doing this show. I really do. 
So do um, I. And I'm glad it's I decided less to do it. Than Sundays, we don't have to prepare. We get to interact with people. I like this. I'm glad we yeah. do this. Yep. So uh, appreciate everybody supporting it and you know calling into the show. And if you can't get in, be persistent. And um, if you've really been trying a lot and it hasn't worked out, get in touch with me. We can figure something out and try to accommodate everybody that I can who really wants to get in on the show. So. Uh, don't get frustrated. Be in touch. If you can't get into us on the call-in show, you can always email us. You can always tweet us. Uh, we do our best to to be responsive in those arenas. So uh, persistence goes a long way. Uh, but don't be too persistent or else I'll mute you. Anyway. okay, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, if you are new to the show, uh, we're doing this every Wednesday night, 9 Eastern on YouTube Live, obviously, as we are right now. But if you want to listen back to them, they're over on the uh, audio platforms of the show. So that's uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, where we have all the audio podcasts. That's where you can listen back to the call-in show. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll end up on YouTube at some point. I've had a few people request them on YouTube. but um, Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. Kind of like having them live and putting them over there. But Yeah, I anyway. guess it doesn't really matter. That's the plan for the call-in show. So every Wednesday at 9, obviously doing doing the main podcast. Sunday at 9, be there. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you then. Yes. Yeah.